Hi there, I'm Becca Wood, Assistant Director of Alumni Relations at Darlington, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Darlington Podcast. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Today, we're going to talk about this year's third grade wax museum. I'm joined by the third grade teacher, Steve McConnell, and we'll be chatting with two students today, Patrick Cash and Addie Kate Cox. Welcome, guys. Appreciate it. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Um, I want to hear about your wax museum project, but first, let's go back in history. And Mr. McConnell, can you share with us about the wax museum project and how it got started? Sure. When I first came to Darlington 11 years ago, we had um, each grade does a play, which they still do. And pre-K does one in first, second, and third grade was doing a play at that point in time as well. But the kids kept getting taken out of class to rehearse, which they should have and all those kind of things. And, and I was just like, I'd like to have the kids in class more instead of during play season, they're, you know, they're rehearsing and all those things. And so... In my old school in Florida at St. Paul's, we did a wax museum in third grade. And so I asked my partner, Alice Clements, and asked Dr. Bartholomew, I said, I have an idea that will encompass all that we do uh, in terms of our reading and our writing and our research and all the parts of the curriculum. And could we do a wax museum instead of having a play? And so they agreed to it. And so we began the museum 11 years ago. And the first one was pretty simple. Uh, the kids didn't talk, they didn't move, and they stood there for about two hours, and uh, they made a big display board of the person that we did, and they had um, some information on the poster, and they stood there and stood there in costume, and folks came through and looked at them, and that was it, and so we were done. And then over time, we thought, we can do more with this, which you know, was a challenge for the third graders, but they, they pulled it off every single year. So then we added a speech, which was an English speech. And so they had to write about their person and they created this speech to recite in front of whoever walked up. And then we added buttons and the button just said play. So you push the button, the kids would come alive and was there a chance to not stand still so much they could come alive and talk about their table displays and all those things and, and that. And then we thought, what else can we do? So then we added a Spanish speech to incorporate the Spanish part of our curriculum. And so they do a Spanish speech now as well. And then we thought, hmm, what else can we do? And so then we added a technology piece to go with our technology stuff, things that we do in the classroom. This year, uh, we actually made um, an iMovie of the person's life that we portrayed. And then we thought, what else can we do? And so then we added an art piece. This year, the kids painted a self-portrait of their either healthcare or frontline worker. And so that became part of it. And then we thought, hmm, what else can we do? And so then we added a research part of it. And so the kids now, they, they do some, they do lots of good research in second grade, which you, which leads into a full-blown research report in third grade. And so it's six to seven paragraphs of the essay based on the research that they do. Uh, and we do a cover page and the, it's written in cursive which they're, but now with, with cursive starting in kindergarten, they do really well when they get to third grade. We also add um, a work cited page at the end to go with the complete research project. From year to year, it just takes on a whole new life of things. And we've just been really blessed that every year we're always curious, can they pull this off based on all we ask, asking them to do? And I always tell them that when I was in third grade, I couldn't do this. There's just no way all, all things we asked them to do. It truly is an all-encompassing academic endeavor that we do. And 
the cool part is we have help from all over the campus, uh, from art to Spanish. That's kind of history of where we are. And every year, and we've been very fortunate, we've had 10 museums now. This is our 10th anniversary. And we have found a different theme every single year so far. Okay, well, this is, it's very impressive how you pull everything together. Technology, you. you're doing research, you're writing, art. I mean, you're pulling all this together. It's, it's a very impressive project to the kids do an amazing job with. They do a fabulous job every single year. So this year's theme was a little different. It was. This year's theme was actually uh, the brainstorm of my uh, youngest son, Matthew. And I'm thinking, okay, we've gone nine years. It's the 10th anniversary, and we wanted something really, really special to celebrate 10 years of this project. And so we're at dinner one night, and I'm going, guys, I'm talking to my wife and Matthew. I said, I'm just lost. I'm not sure what we need to do with this. And without blinking night, he said, Dad, it's COVID. He said, you need to do healthcare workers. And so from there, the idea was born as to how to do this. I reached out to the advancement office, and so they helped us find uh, 21 volunteers. We needed eight women. We needed 13 men. And the folks responded amazingly quick uh, to us to do this project. This time, instead of having a research, we actually had to do Zoom interviews. My class, they sat in front of a computer and... In this most amazing manner, they sat and they interviewed full-time adult professionals with 10 different questions about their life and their work and their education history, uh, why they chose to become a healthcare worker or a frontline worker. And some interviews were short, some were long, but it turned out they, I mean, they were very professional about it and they took it very seriously and asked those questions. And, uh, and we recorded those so the kids could go back and listen to that later and write down the answers that... There's an outline we give the kids. They have to fill in the blanks on the outline based on the interviews. And our parents actually helped us do that. And they went home and we, we shared. I wanted the parents to tell what they do with the interviews anyway. Right. So we shared the interviews with the parents and they sat with the kids and listened to that. And you can see how well the kids did. And they helped fill out the outline for that. And that led into the research report and the research paper. Well, what a great idea to cover um, frontline workers. Yes, I know in the advancement office or back in the spring, we were able to highlight uh, members um, of the Darlington community, parents and alumni who work on the front lines um, during COVID. And you were able to take some of our alum. We had uh, seven alumni, Darlington alumni, and 14 parents yes, help with this project, which is very um, impressive. And this year we kicked off the Darlington Connects mm-hmm. program, and your class helped us do our work I'm and so tell glad. us stories mm-hmm. of 21 members of the Darlington community. Yes, you touched on the virtual interviews. Where is the furthest person away? Texas? Yes, ma'am. We had, um, her name was is Pat Wilzell. She is a member of the class of 1969, Thornwood. That's yes, right. Ma'am. And she's from and Houston. She's from Houston. Yes, that's right. So you were able to touch points with people from all over the United States and, and from Georgia and all over the place. Yes, which ma'am. Is, Nate, well, let's, um, let's talk to the kids for a few minutes and get their input and hear about working on the Wax Museum project. Um, Addie Kate, can you tell us who you were? Who was your character during the Wax Museum? Annie Cowan. Annie Cowan. And what does Annie Cowan do? She's an anesthesiologist, so she puts people to sleep for surgery and wakes people up for surgery. Okay. And what about you, Patrick? Um, my person was Dr. Ryan Ryan Cox. Okay, who happens to be Addie Kate's dad. Yep. Well, how was that working with um, Addie Kate's dad? Was it that, was awesome. Was that fun? Yes, it was very fun. Did you learn things that you didn't know about Dr. Cox? Yes. 
It is really cool. What is one fact that you learn about Dr. Cox and his job that you didn't know? He was an orthodontist. I knew that he put, like, braces on people. Uh-huh. I didn't, like, really know what an orthodontist was. I just thought that it was another word for dentist. But then when I got braces, I realized that, like, oh, wow, he puts he puts on, like, braces, retainers. He puts all kinds of stuff on people's teeth. Okay. Well, that's good. So you, it sounds like you learned a lot from this project. Yes. What about Addie Kate? What did you learn? I didn't know that anesthesi... I thought, like, anesthesiologists, that, like, all they had to do was just put someone to sleep with, like, a tube and then wake them up with a tube. But I learned how an anesthesiologist has to put people to sleep and then put an IV in their arm to help them go to sleep. And then they have to move their tongue out of the way to put a tube in their mouth with this thing and it helps them breathe while they're asleep. Okay. Well, were you scared going in? Were you a little nervous going into the project when Mr. McConnell told your class back in December? How did you feel when you first heard you were going to do this big project, that you were going to stand up at your table and have to present this project or give a speech and give it in English and Spanish? Somebody's going to push a button on you. What did you first think about that? Um, it would be hard to, I was like, how will I ever remember that? I was sort of nervous and scared that people were just going to make fun of me because, like, what if I messed up? But then, like, uh, like Mr. McConnell told us, they don't know the speech, so if you mess up, it doesn't really matter. That is right. Now, how do you feel now the whole project's over? It was a lot of work along the way. But do you feel like you accomplished a big project? Yes. How, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel happy because how I thought it was going to be like so hard to memorize, it was really um, exciting when we got to do it because uh, we did all the stuff that you didn't ex- think you were going to be able to do. That's very good because you went from December being very nervous about it to four months later standing up in front of people you don't even know and be able to present this project by somebody just pushing your button. Now, it's not just standing in front of a table and just any table. What all did you have to do to get ready with your table? It's a big um, display. We were, like, setting things up. So that, so this year, um, all of the healthcare people that we were doing, they gave us, like, boxes of, like, stuff. And and they set up our tables, and then we put all that stuff wherever we wherever we wanted. And um, before we did that one time, um, I was with some of my friends, and um, we were like pretending that we were doing our wax museum. So we um like put them on desks and spread it out or stuff. I didn't. I've just kept my stuff in my bag because I didn't want to get it out. But then one of my friends would put a button. And then they tell their speech, and then they showed what's on their table, so we sort of practiced. Okay. And so I sort of knew what to do when it came around. Okay. This year was this year was really different because we've never had quote unquote live folks that we've done or we've represented, and those folks actually came this year. We actually invited them to be a part of this and to see what the kids had done. And so their first speech was actually in front of the person they were representing. And so the first time they ever said their speech in front of anybody 
was for Dr. Cowan, was for Dr. Cox. They were as calm as they could be. So for us to have actual live folks here on campus was something very unique about this museum as well, too. And this is one of the first events on Darlington's campus for the 2021 school year mm-hmm. since COVID yes, and everything. Ma'am. We have not allowed people yes, on ma'am. campus for events. This is one of the mm-hmm. first events. How exciting was that to be it was really cool because I, I was really afraid that based on last year, we, we'd have to go virtual again, which we did. The kids did great with that last year. Right. When Ms. Jones and Ms. Prony said we could have it on campus, that was huge. And then we decided to make a smaller group. And so we did the comp. We split it into two wings of the museum. So we had a south wing and a west wing. And we had the library set up and also had the commons set up. Um, and then be able to invite those folks on campus and to welcome them here and to show them what the kids had done was was really impressive. It was a lot of fun. We actually do it in, in fourth and fifth grade came because they had seen it before they'd been in it before. Right. Uh, the lower grades weren't able to because in terms of, of protocols and, and movement and those kind of things. So middle school stood above the stairs and the commons and looked down and saw everything. And so it was... It was really exciting to have folks here on campus and let folks and let these guys have that full experience what the museum right. is. Right, and also have parent volunteers mm-hmm. here working on campus because I feel like that's something that parents have missed mm-hmm. being on campus and volunteering and being at different events and being able to help out the classes. So that was um, fun to have them back on campus and it just it brings campus alive yes, again. It was, and and I, we tell our parents every year at our first uh, homeroom meeting that without them, this project doesn't happen. I mean, they're the ones I, I kind of, I meet with them and I kind of give them an outline or an idea of what I'm thinking about and they turn that into it in reality. And so uh, Mrs. Cash and her, her crew of folks just got after it and, and it, I mean, it looked like a real clinic. We had hospital beds and we had monitors and we had stethoscopes and we had skeletons and we had bones and um, we had a waiting room set up and before we had x-rays and, and we had, they, t- they turned streamers into EKG um, symbols. So it was just, it was really impressive. Yeah. And so the moms made this thing happen too. They, so They did mm-hmm. um, a great job. And both mm-hmm. of your moms were there helping. They mm-hmm. did a wonderful job helping. We were um, talking about y'all being nervous in the beginning. Well, I was a, a parent of a student, Mr. McConnell's class a few years ago. And I remember as a parent thinking, I'm not sure my son can do this project. Mm-hmm. And the finished product it, you build character in the kid and confidence. Do you feel like you're more confident after this project? You could go stand in front of a group of people and, and talk. Does it make you feel not as nervous about Yes, things? it makes me feel very confident because like that felt really um, just weird because you just never experienced it before usually. Right. And then once you do it, it feels amazing it does feel amazing and it made it makes parents feel amazing about their child and very impressed with mr mcconnell and the work that he does I, again i, I would I, I don't do the work they're the ones that do the work we just kind of direct that but it's really these guys and the effort they put in and and their desire to do something different and to be you know third graders and have that, that responsibility and they pull it off and it's just amazing I mean, that they could easily shut down so we're not going to do this but Every year, it's just what they put into it, the energy they put into it is, is really impressive to watch. A Darlington student is made up of many things, none of which is average. Darlington is helping me develop my interests, passions, because they believe every individual has something to contribute. And only when you're 100% you 
Are you 100% Darlington? Hi, I'm Tyler Watkins, and I'm a 14-year day student from Rome and this year's student body president. I am 27% econ enthusiast, 39% adaptable athlete, and 34% laudable leader, which makes me 100% Darlington. Find out how you can be 100% Darlington, too, by requesting a personal campus tour at darlingtonschool.org visit or contacting admission at darlingtonschool.org. Let's kind of go back to talking about how we have um, parents and mm-hmm. alumni involved. <clears throat> you reached out to our office, mm-hmm. and I said, with the Darlington Connects program, this really tied in well. And back in December, we sent out the email, kind of an all-call for frontline workers. And the emails that came in were absolutely amazing. People who were not even frontline workers were saying, this sounds like an amazing project, so exciting, can't wait to see um, where it goes. And mm-hmm. we had so many, you know, like so many people respond. And so you had, you have paramedics and you have doctors and you have uh, physician assistants and you have somebody in law enforcement and oncologists, all, all different fields in the medical field. And then we also have a, um, we had a pharmacist. Yes, ma'am. Um, Lindsay Evans mm-hmm. from class of 2012. Mm-hmm. So Share with us when you saw that Lindsay was mm-hmm. had responded that she would do this project. Tell us a little bit about that. That was very cool, Lindsay. Um, I also helped coach the girls' basketball team at the upper school, and um, Lindsay played for us for a whole four years at, at Darlington when she was here. And so, to have coached her um, in basketball and been a part of her life from the athletic standpoint, uh, and she was always a go-getter. Then she, you knew that she'd do great things for us. All said and done. And so then for her to respond to this and, and, and then kind of at full circle for me that she was with third graders and, and being, you know, doing as a healthcare worker and all those things. And to have her part of that was, it's made my heart proud that someone I'd coached and, and known as, as a, from a freshman in high school, it's now being Dr. Evans. It was no longer Lens. It was Dr. Evans that came back and, and helped us out and, and provided things and was there for the kids. And. And I would, you know, I would send her a text and go, you know, here's your cover page, here's your table design, all those things. And, and just the excitement that she had to give back to the school uh, in that way and be a part of that process was uh, was pretty cool. And we actually, the kids allowed me to, they, with the research, we made a copy of the research report they wrote, and we made table signs for all the tables, all inf- the information, it's biographical information of each person. And they also allowed us to take the artwork that they did, and we presented those to all the healthcare frontline workers as a gift when they left. And we said, here's your portrait, here's your table sign, here is a copy of your report. Uh, so, this, you know, just a small token of us saying thank you for all that they did. And, uh, and I stay in touch, you know, and I would send weekly emails out, and we'd ask for things and ask for favors, and, and none of them ever responded and said, we can't. I mean, they were right on top of it, and they sent us, um, I, we, and actually, the, the upper school, so the, again, is it being an old-school project, the upper school media arts kids helped us create the name badges that the kids wore at the museum. And it had a picture of the healthcare worker and them and their job in the middle. Um, and so, Jaja Johnson and, um, oh my gosh, Rylan Scott, um, we, we, took, we took to their designs and combined those designs into one healthcare badge. And so, it was just... Again, everyone's part of this, but Lindsay coming back was really, really special. I think that Lindsay's story is the, my favorite out of this whole project mm-hmm. because 
I met Lindsay two or three years ago at a Darlington alumni event. And then to have her come back here mm-hmm. and her, her dad serves on the board. Yes, ma'am. And it's just full circle it to is. see somebody who, and she's a young alumni, and mm-hmm. um, to see somebody so engaged with, with Darlington and giving back. Like you mentioned, giving back to the school we have seven alumni and some of these alums have not been back on campus mm-hmm. we have a gentleman for the class of 94 who he is a paramedic at grady he worked all night he mm-hmm. lives in canton i believe yes, he hasn't been back to campus in a very long time right. he got off a, a shift and drove to rome georgia yes, ma'am. so he could hear his student his the third grade student give the speech mm-hmm. and he couldn't stay very long but that is impressive we you found That's a heartstring right. that made people want to come back and get back to Darlington. I hope so. I think so. And they, you know, they every single one just told us, you know, how well they appreciate what the kids did and that they were represented incredibly well and that kids didn't miss a beat in every part of their life that they've gone through so far. The kids represented that and talked about that and shared that. And so they were all, and we even had some folks had to join us online. Uh, Mr. Watley, who is um, uh, a nurse, a ner- um, a physician's assistant uh, couldn't make it, so he joined us online, and he let Hunter take him around and show him all the things on on his, on his computer. Uh, and then we had uh, Dr. Natarella, who does who does work in, in North Carolina as well. Uh, she came in on online and let uh, Ava show her around. Dr. Natarella also came to our classroom before the museum and shared all the, all the belongings she brought, all the tools of her trade that, for Ava to use at the, at the museum. And showed how they worked. It's like a big show and tell for the class and all those things. And so, again, every time we asked, folks responded. And the folks on campus that helped us, um, the librarian staff here, uh, Ms. Ward and Ms. Rogers were fabulous, and the advancement staff. And whoever we said, we need help for this project, I mean, they stepped up. Every, and every single time we asked, they it, stepped up It's for a us. true Darlington community project. I yes, feel ma'am. like this year has been more of a community project mm-hmm. than ever. And yes, ma'am. what a year for it to be that way. To show really well. how everybody is pulled together. And our office, the advancement office, really enjoyed the process. Good. We enjoyed the communication from the beginning with the emails and helping you find the people. And we really do appreciate you asking us. Absolutely. Uh, we got to be a part of the, the speech writing mm-hmm. process. So yes, our office came over and met with the kids and did small mm-hmm. groups. And we don't get to interact with the kids that much. And it was fun to get to know the students. So we really enjoyed that. Um, it was a highlight of several of our days. Well, and they enjoyed the, the individual work. Um, you know, we've just been myself and 21 of them every day. And so the fact to see new faces and meet new people and, and get to work in smaller groups, they really, really enjoyed that. So that was, and so we appreciate y'all and thank y'all for helping them do well, that. Well, thank you for asking us. Yes, I enjoy coming down and, and talking to your class about giving interviews mm-hmm. uh, before you did your interviews online. So you two are expert interviewers now, right? Do you feel like an expert interviewer? Yes, ma'am. Well, do you think you have any questions for either Mr. McConnell or myself? Mr. McConnell? Yes, Addie Kate. Why did you want to be a third grade teacher? That's a great question. Oh, Addie Kate, my gosh. Um, well, I had taught, uh, I've taught pretty much every level. I've taught college and high school and middle school and um, in fifth grade. And, and I just really found that third graders are at that stage where they have fun in school. They love to learn. 
and that if you ask them to do things, they will do it for you. Um, and they also challenge you. They challenge you guys challenge me a lot in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing things and what makes sense. And you ask a ton of questions, and I love the questions that you ask. And you make me think, and you make me stand on my toes. You know, have I got things ready for you guys every day? And do I come prepared? And um, and you also care a ton uh, about school and about what we do in, in third grade. And, and you, you enjoy being third graders. And that joy and that excitement isn't always in every grade that you teach. Uh, and so to see that in your faces and when and when you get something right, man, you all just light up. I mean, you just absolutely light up and you share that with your friends and you're excited about that and smiles on your face. And, you know, as grumpy as I am, I like to see what you guys smile and do all those things. So it's really kind of cool. Well, I've got another question for you. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing about the whole project? Well, my favorite thing about the project was getting to meet the people that you were in, like that you actually were being. Cause that, cause like when I walked into school, my friend Ava said, that's Annie Cowan, but she had her cap on. I was like, is that really her? And she said, yes. And then I walked up to her and I was like, Annie Cowan? Aww. And she said, yes. I love to hear that. And I think your classmate, Bella Wardlaw was very excited about her person being there too because she's the one that had Pat Wazell who is from Texas. How cool is that that she flew all the way here from Texas to come back and help? So I know I I think I saw Bella when she saw Pat for the first time mm-hmm. and the excitement in her face. So that feeling is wonderful and I love hearing that that was your favorite part of it. Patrick, what was your favorite part of the project? Um, it was probably the Wax Museum, like the like the thing. Because the fun part was, like, right after fourth grade left, everyone was, like, so jumpy for fifth grade. And, like, the people in the library, we kept peeking over. And and then, like, when they were actually coming, everyone was sprinting to their tables. And I was like, are they here yet? Are they here yet? Everyone was like, are they here yet? So you're excited about fifth graders coming to watch this? We were just all really jumpy. Yeah. And then you were ready to get serious again and get in your wax present. Position. I know that's hard. It's kind of hard to see and stuff, but y'all did a very impressive job. We touched on this being a Darlington community project. Yes, ma'am. So you did Waxism on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's time for you to take a rest. And you said, mm-hmm. oh, no. No, mm-hmm. You were on to your next project, and it wasn't just any project. It was another Darlington community project. You tying our Darlington community into the school bringing our people into the school, taking the Darlington Connects program and doing our work for us. Um, so tell us a little about your next project that you're working on. Well, we started the very next day. Um, and the community project, which we call it community project, has been around, except for last year, a little over 30 years. And it's actually built around a big math unit. And um, we want the kids to make sure their um, addition subtraction skills are really solid. And we just about to keep a checkbook. And so we talk about debits and credits and earning money and losing money and, uh, and all those things. And so at the end of them keeping this checkbook, we, we will have what we call a land auction. But before we get to that, um, the community project this year is based on when we did the museum, the, we'd really, the plan I kind of had in my mind is that we would also have store owners and folks like that at State Open and 
it just didn't work out that way, which was great because the way we did it worked out perfectly leading into this. So now what we've done, we've selected 10 uh, business owners that are Darlington connected or hopefully future Darlington families that stayed open during the pandemic. Okay. And um, so yesterday, uh, we kind of contacted all those folks and asked them if they could be, if they'd be part of the museum. And they were, they were very excited about that. And so we're going to spotlight 10 different businesses that are darn famous that have stayed open this whole time, okay. uh, that never shut down, that, you know, they struggled and went through various things. But the fact they stayed open uh, has been really cool. We have, we have a variety of folks. We have... Uh, we did Short Avenue, coming down Short Avenue, we did uh, GMC Value Mart. Uh, we've got uh, Winslet Pharmacy. We've got Chick-fil-A, the Tourist Chick-fil-A. We've got um, Gondola Pizza. Uh, we have in the Shorter BP Dunkin' Donuts Complex. We have those folks. Uh, then we have Big Time Products. And then we have uh, Aventine. We have Honeyman Bakery. We have O'Charlie's and Steak and Shake. And so we visited all 10 of those folks yesterday. So y'all loaded up on a Darlington bus. And you left out. Were y'all excited about going to visit all these different places? Mm-hmm. They were excited about leaving campus. About which was because, cool. was that the first time that y'all mm-hmm. left campus this year? That was our first. There's, there haven't trip. been any field trips this year. No, ma'am. So how neat is this that you are going to visit the ten mm-hmm. stores, businesses, restaurants that stayed open during COVID that are Darlington related? What was your favorite place, Patrick, that you visited? Um, definitely honeymoon and steak and shake. Honeymoon. Honeymoon gave us cupcakes, and Steak and Shake gave us um, milkshakes. Well, that was very nice of them to do that. Yes, I think awesome. that those two places would probably have been my favorite, mm-hmm. too. Definitely. Mine is exactly the same. Exactly the same. And I went to go to Steak and Shake this weekend because they said that kids get free stuff on weekends. Ah, so kids eat free on the weekends. Ah. So, so he told all the kids that you can bring your pants, and they did that so the parents would buy their stuff. There's own stuff too. You're very smart, Eddie Kate. But that was some good advertising that they did for the weekend. I love to hear that. So do you think when it's time to go bid on these properties, are you gonna go for one of those because they had the best cupcakes and the milkshakes? Actually, I might go for Chick-fil-A because I like the way it was built. It was really it's pretty modern. Too. I might go to Honeymoon Bakery because you don't have to just build Honeymoon Bakery because there's buildings beside it and beside it and beside it. It's a big town, so you could build like a town, but the main building's going to be Honeymoon Bakery. Gotcha. Okay. And, and part, of the, part of the experience is that um, Lou Dempsey comes in and does an actual live land auction for us. Mr. Dempsey's Horse is his favorite auction of every year. That's um, what I hear. That's so all he I, talks about is that's his favorite. He and I have that conversation a lot, but he always says it's his favorite one. And so, and it really completes the experience of this whole project. And we will set up a big, huge white tent in the courtyard. Uh, and we'll actually invite the business owners for that as well. Okay. They'll be able to come out and watch the kids. And we have bidding paddles and we have, and these kids, they're also, they'll be, they'll be partners in this. They, they have, they're, right now they're working with an unknown partner from our classroom. And so as they make money, as they lose money, there's someone else that they're also working with as well. They don't know who that person is yet. And so right before the auction, we'll actually we'll reveal the partners, they'll combine their income, and that combined income will help them purchase the property. Okay. Um, but Lou comes out, he just does this amazing job. He'll, he first brings out his full auctioneer voice, 
And the kids are like, I mean, chin's dropped there going, oh my gosh, what's this guy talking about? Uh, and then he slows it down for them. So we, we put all 10 properties up on a whiteboard and then he'll say this property's up for bid now. And he starts his bidding. And the kids have their paddles they have to raise and all those things. And at the end, they have to actually write a check for Dempsey Auction Company before they can purchase the property. Uh, and then they'll take that and they'll have three weekends to build that. Okay. And then they'll bring all that back to campus. And we've also invited the owners back for the unveiling of all that. And we're hoping to go to the, the home on the hill with all the new investment offices up there and unveil it up there and, and display all that and let everybody see that. Have, have the parents come as well. So the parents will come to the auction, we hope. Uh, and then also the owners will be able to come out and we'll social distance all those things. And um, so that's more part of that whole process of, of what this of what this thing is really about. They're learning so many different things like you talk that's about fun. math, but you're also having to learn how to listen well during the auction mm-hmm. and you're learning about the different properties and yes, um, and then and to have Lou Dempsey involved, it's, he's just the best. And he's a parent mm-hmm. and he's an alumni. Mm-hmm. Like this you're doing it again, connecting everybody and Truly. getting everybody involved. And, and we really do appreciate mm, that. Certainly welcome. I can't wait to hear what our next project's gonna be. This is uh, this end of the year's coming up, so this will be it. This is what we do and how we do things and, and it's just fun to watch these guys grow into being third graders and you know and just when we get them ready they have to move on to fourth grade so we've got them right where they're, they're great third graders are doing a fabulous job and it's time to move them on which is really sad at the end of the year we have to lose them but to look back and see what they accomplished in the third grade year is is pretty spectacular well i think that y'all are definitely well prepared um for next year and i hope that more teachers on campus will reach out to us and and work with our alumni and our parents and help uh, figure out how we can get more of the Darlington community involved. Yes, and you have done an amazing job oh, thank you. showing others how um, this can happen. So um, we, like I said, I can't say thank you enough. And Mr. Welcome. McCall really is the best. And I can say that as a co-worker here at the school, but as a parent too. So having um, him in the past. So he um, he's wonderful. Do you have anything else you would like to share about any of your projects. Do y'all have anything else you'd like to share? Any no. questions? No. Okay. I don't think I have any either. Okay. Well, I have one thing for you here. Can you say you're a Darlington Tiger without saying you're a Darlington Tiger? Addie Kate? We have to wear uniforms. Okay. Um, Patrick, how can you say you're a Darlington Tiger without saying you're a Darlington Tiger? Like etiquette, the uniforms, honesty. Mr. McConnell, yes, ma'am. say you're a Darlington Tiger without saying you're a Darlington Tiger. Oh, I believe purple and white. Yes, you do. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. And thank you for listening to episode two of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also check out today's show notes and listen to other episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.